The following program comes to you from the MNL Studios. Welcome in to the Market Lender Podcast. Busy morning for whatever reason. How are we doing, Skeeter? We're doing great. Uh, today, comments with Skeeter on this day in history, arousing round five of them. No, 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 no. What year is it? Ah. Uh, today, we speak with Switchboarder Laura as we promote the vote. are the top 10, actually more like 15, highest paid celebrities. Vacation, vacation, vacation. <laughs> Pot, anyone. And what are Gen Zers not into on social media? Cities with the worst drivers. Revenge gone too far. And so I can't do that. Give us the state of affairs as we see them right now, Linda. What do you mean, state of affairs? How we doing? What's going on around here? Well, you're driving me crazy. How so? Well, for some reason now that um, you don't, you know, have a per se job to do, you think you have become a handyman. Uh, No, I don't think. I know that there's, okay, let's just bring one of them up. We had the front door changed. It was old. It was rusty. So we bought a new front door. Pretty big event because these are huge steel double doors so yeah, big yeah but you didn't do that that was fine now, you, i'm getting to the point you called the man right so they came and they installed the doors while they were installing unknown to us they broke one of the lights on the entryway i don't think it was them whoever i think it was our cleaning people the point is the little bulb inside is broken it's broken over to the left so I said, all I need is a potato. Okay, you guys, all right. So that's it, right? That's what Mark says. All I need is a potato. That's ridiculous. No, it isn't. Because it broke. No, I know. I, I know I, I know how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. But it's you doing it, which means you will be electrified. No, I won't. And then I'll have to find a new husband and even worse, a new light fixture. All I have to do is take the potato, cut the top off, stick it down on there and unscrew that part that's down in there. And once I do that, it's fixed. I put a new bulb, done. She doesn't trust me to do it. Call the man. So now I got to call an electrician and pay him $200 to bring a potato and take out the light bulb. Well, look, that'd be a lot cheaper than, you know, when the ambulance takes you to the emergency room and yeah, we're good. Call the man. So see, this is what I... I, I I've do. lived with you for so very long. I am long. perfectly capable of taking that light bulb out and putting a new one in. No. Yes. Mark, 
one time, as I've told before, Katie and I were sitting at the kitchen table doing her homework. You went to change a light bulb. You dropped it on us and glass went everywhere. You are not a handyman. I don't remember that. And I've never claimed to be a handyman. No, I'm you... simply saying there are simple things that I can do no, to prevent from calling the man. Go ahead then. And, we will agree to disagree. And I'll call the man. And also, Marcus. But you didn't. I, no, but I will. Um, and also, Marcus decided that he is going to be an artist now. And every day, Amazon is coming to my house with all of these packages. Huge packages. Never said it was going to be easy. To paint. What about the little, little bitty, what, what are those called that you paint on? Paint by numbers? No, uh, the thing that you paint on. The, the white, canvas? The canvas. Why couldn't we just get a regular size canvas? You I got did. a canvas as big as... I did get big ones. I got, uh, <laughs> I needed 18 by 24, which those are on the way now as we're speaking. Uh, they're coming. Uh, I've never painted, really. And so it's a new endeavor. But you can draw. I can draw. Uh, this is a different deal. Uh-oh, someone didn't turn off their phone. Uh, this is a different deal, and it requires equipment, which it is arriving. And speaking of that, listen. Oh, no, someone in the chat saying use pliers. Oh, no, fuck you. Yeah, no, I mean, pliers, that doesn't make good and sense. And to turn off the breaker, I mean, that's just an ordeal. I'll just call the man. Well, if you're turning into, if you're saying turn off the breaker, then I call the man. I don't do breakers, but I can put a, a potato in there and get that out. So so let's stay on that. Um, so I read, this actually kicked it off. I wrote it down to talk about it. Um, the, I'll just start it with this. Those of you, for example, and this is just one example, but those of you that are in love with Bed Bath & Beyond, you should go quickly. Why? They're about to shut down. Not ours. Remember our Bed Bath & Beyond? It's packed every time we go. Bed Bath & Beyond is about to shut down. One of the, I don't know which one, but one of the Democratic presidential nominees was on GMA and they were asking, hey, what are the issues? And he said, well, um, one of the issues is that Amazon is going to shut down most or all of the malls within four years. Mm. Now, I, I'll be honest and say that I'm part of the problem. I, when I need something, like I, let's, let's take what Linda just brought up, the, the painting, the, the thing. So I need all kinds of equipment, paints and paint thinners and buckets and brushes and, a, and an easel and a palette. I need all this stuff. Jesus. Now for me to go find that in a store, I'm gonna be in my car schlepping for days, maybe see, weeks. That's the difference between me and you. That sounds like fun to me. No, that's you a nightmare. You go and you get to see and you get the right size and the right paint brushes that you like and. Mm -hmm. And see, you're in a minority. I, I, I understand that. Because I can go to Amazon and find exactly what I'm looking for, click buy, and it's at my door the next day, at most two days away. And this is the problem. The minority people like Linda love to get in the car and drive and look for it and touch it and feel it. Those days are done um, and it's coming. I was looking at the stocks the other day, which I don't really get into it. It's not a thing for me, but I was reading the top five stocks and I read them, most of them are tech. And then I read the, the bottom five. Number one, 
was Nordstrom. They have lost. Please, don't be so mean. You're just saying I, I, horrible words. I'm not trying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying a fact. Nordstrom stock has lost 50% of its value. Mm, not by tomorrow. I'm going there tomorrow for the uh, anniversary sale. Buy everything. I am. Um, and so, and I use Amazon as an example, and they're not the only culprit, but online shopping is easier. It's better. You don't have to get in your car. You don't have to drive. You don't have to go store to store and pick it up. You find exactly what you want. You click it. It's at your door. It's easier. It's better. It's If you don't like it, you could return it. Amazon makes it so easy to return something, and then they send what you needed to have. So it's it's coming. You know, Toys R Us is already gone. This is just, a, and, and then according to what I read, Bed Bath & Beyond is weeks to months away from shutting down. That's so sad. It is, but it's progress. It's the way it's done. It's, you know, and it comes with negatives, like I told all you guys. Just look at the people guys. that won't have jobs. Well, that was the point of the presidential nominee. He said, I didn't know this, because he said Amazon's gonna shut down all the malls in four years. The number one workforce in this country is retail. Yeah. People who are working in stores, running the cash register, checking people out, doing inventory, and those stores, those jobs are gonna go away. And he's trying to find ways to put them back. In the meantime, Amazon is not only retraining their current employees with the latest, newest, they're hiring people by the thousands. Amazon, because they have to. And not paying any taxes. That's what I heard. How do they get away with that? I don't know. That's crazy talk. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, and look, I've, I'm not a shopper. I mean, I buy oh, stuff. Oh, bull fucking shit. I've got stuff coming to my house every day. If it's not rockets, now it's the paint stuff. My point was, before <laughs> I was rudely interrupted, I'm not a shopper, meaning get in the car, go to the store. I need stuff. I go to Amazon. Do you know, I'm a Prime member. I go, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking from beginning to end. I type in what I'm looking for. There's the choices. By the way, there's hundreds of choices. You find the one you want. You click it. I'm out in 60 seconds. It's at my door the next day. Boom. It's easy. So if you're a shopper and you've got a favorite store, you better go. You really do need to go because the time is coming. Sooner for some, according to the thing I read this morning, Bed Bath & Beyond, out. Mm. Or soon to be out. And I'm like Linda. I love it when we go in there. You want an iron? They got 50. They're all crap, but they're they're 50. No, they're not. Some are good, some are not. But you choose. Uh, and, and it just seems like those days are around the corner. Uh, okay. So let's talk about our 4th of July. Let's. How were your fireworks? Because I didn't get to see them. <laughs> I was with Red. Uh, the fireworks now, because the girls uh, voted, uh, voted down the mortars. Now, mortars are the kind of firework that has a big, long fuse on it, and you put it down into a tube, you light the fuse, boom, it shoots off into the air and explodes. And they're, they're kind of great, but the girls outlawed those because they're so loud. Well, and plus, we were afraid that somebody was going to blow off their arm, fingers, hands, faces. It, it's a fear-based 4th it, it, of July. It's, it's, it's not fun. 
So they outlawed those. So we basically went to the fireworks store and we bought closers, like 10 closers with one really huge one. So it was me, Matt, Bradley, and Jordan. Jordan, the, the captain of the fireworks. The girls were up here. And Eleni and I were in the closet with our dogs. And we, we live on a cove on Lake Norman. And because of the fireworks that we do on a 4th of July basis, boats come and they sit in the cove. And then our neighbors, like our number one question, two weeks out from the 4th of July, you guys going to do your fireworks? Mm -hmm. And I was honest and said, we'll do some, but we're not going to do mortars. And I, I know for a fact, because we were shooting off closers one after the other, it was like great because <laughs> closers last anywhere from two minutes to four and they're great that i've never heard louder cheering boats tooting their horn that's awesome and people two houses three houses down go yelled it the thompson's rock well that's good every year we have some reaction i've never heard that so it seems like the the mortars which by the way the mortars are great but it's slow you launch one or two, then you got to go get the next one, load them, light them. It, it takes a while. Well, after you light them, you got to run from it. So, so, so from now so on. So they weren't missed. So that's good. Well, Amy said out loud before we started, this is the last year for fireworks. Because every year it's that. The girls are scared. The dogs are scared. The guys go do it. It, it, seems, like, it seems like maybe that's our last one. Um, so I have to say that I agree with Miss Mary in the chat. This is what she said. What the fuck? A year ago, Amazon shut you down, and now you're promoting them. And while he was talking about that, Mary, in my mind, I was thinking, fuck Amazon. Well, what Mary is talking about is I went and I wanted to buy a CD cleaner. We're one of the few people that still have a laptop. No, 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 no. She's not talking about that. Oh, that. They took our money away. I look I apparently broke their rule I'm a big rule guy I didn't know about the rule if I had I wouldn't have broken and, it and the paperwork it says no excuse if you didn't know yeah the, the, the thing said there is no need to respond this is done finish over I don't care as a consumer I love it this is what it's all about what were we talking about fireworks 4th of July hmm yeah, we were. Yeah, must you be. were done though. I think. Okay. Um, so over the break, you saw two movies. I saw one. I saw Toy Story Four, which was fabulous. Mm. Yeah, I heard good things. I didn't see three. Uh, Toy Story Four is one of those kind of movies where I would take you and not dread it. I wouldn't dread it. Well, that's all right. Lenny saw it with me. Yeah. And uh, it was oh, it was very good. And I never saw three either. You don't need to see all of them to see the number four well because you've already seen it i'll never see it yeah well that's fine i'm just saying for anybody out there that's saying oh i didn't see the others no it's it's a it's a fun sweet movie so a reason for popcorn and coke and i can't remember what movie you went to see while we saw that midsummer nope that was with uh, jordan and bradley you, you went to see a movie when on that Sunday when Eleni and I went to see Toy Story 4. Did I? <laughs> uh, was it John Wick? No, one no, John Wick. I haven't seen John Wick. I've only seen one movie in the past little bit. 
and it was me, Bradley, and Jordan. We went to see Midsummer. So you didn't go to the movie when Eleni and I did. If I did, I blocked it. I don't remember what I could have seen. Yes, because you went to the cigar store because yours didn't start until after hours. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, 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 Annabelle. Annabelle, Um, what a piece of shit. God. Okay, Annabelle. You know, the great movie, The Conjuring. Annabelle the doll was in it. Now they've made three, possibly four spinoffs about Annabelle. This was... Guys, I honestly, and I'm not kidding, I could have sat down and spent a weekend on the script and had it been a lot better than that was. <laughs> but, well, so there's that. There's no reason for you to see it. It's just not any good. I, I want to talk about Midsummer. I started getting texts from friends. They know I love horror films, and they're saying this is the next great uh, horror film, or at least that's the word, directed by... Um, the same guy who directed um, Hereditary, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote and directed Midsummer. Um, so we went, me, Bradley, Jordan, they were pumped. I was pumped, uh, looking forward to it. And so you get into it and you kind of know where it's going, um, which I didn't have a problem with. But then when it got into the meat of the horror, which, by the way, the movie is categorized horror, uh, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't scary at all. Now, uh, for a juxtaposition, the images stayed with Bradley for days. It may still be there. So he did not agree with me. I, however, at no time was anywhere near frightened. Uh, It was a 180 for me. There were some images when they showed them that I had to not laugh. But it's me. I'm uh, maybe jaded. Yeah. But I just, I didn't think it was scary at all. Um, so I, I don't want to say I hated it. I thought they really started strong. The acting was very good. The direction was very good. And then it got into the parts that are supposed to scare us. And it just didn't. Me. And I think I'm in the minority. I know I say that quite a bit. I just need to be scared when I go see a horror film. And it's, to me, not. Were you scared at Annabelle? Not at all. I, I was frightened for the fact that that movie got made. <laughs> as bad as it was. And it was all the script. The actors were fine. Everybody did a fine job. It looked pretty good. It just was dumb. Um, but anyway, our, our week with the kids was great. You did not have to apologize to anyone. Why does it have to be me? Well, because you're usually the one that, I mean, there was that one 4th of July where you had to go around and apologize to everyone. I remember. Mm-hmm. Well, there were no, uh, there There was, you know, you have nine people in one, or eight people in one house for over a week. There's going to be rows, disagreements, and there was one oh, or two, huh. but not to the point where people had to apologize. And I thought it was great. We all got along. There was issues here and issues there, but you know, whatever. They're supposed to be. And I'm sitting here thinking, what issues? But don't bring them up. I won't. Um, And um, Eleni made her lasagna, which was delicious, I hear. It was. It was tremendous. She made um, turkey lasagna, uh, fresh from start. Um, really, really tasty. And the great thing about lasagna, like, uh, lasagna, especially when you've got that many people in the house, is that there's a lot left over for late night after you've been drinking eats. Tons of it. 
and that was great. And then we have an Italian restaurant we order uh, to, and <clears throat> we always over order because the same thing, late at night, people are hungry and they can go in the refrigerator and heat something up and boom, they're good to go. And then one night Bradley made us tacos. That was awesome. Yes, it was just, uh, it was a good visit. Fireworks and country club and fourth. And the weather was good too most of the week. It was hot as hell. No, 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 I'm talking about rain and yes. thunderstorms. Yes, No, no, it was hot as hell. Um, I won't get, speaking of movies, I won't get too far into this. I'm midway through a movie that I rented uh, and it's called The Clove Hitch Killer. Hmm. It stars Dylan McDermott. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I would have given anything for this part, and I won't go too deeply into it. I'm really enjoying what I've seen so far. Um, I'm intrigued. I, I'll be honest, I'm on a, a serial killer kick. Oh, Jesus. And as I said, I haven't finished it. It could go stupid here any minute. But for now, I'm really enjoying it. It was released last year, I think theatrically. I've never even heard of it, but the acting is strong. The direction is good. I like what I've seen so far. I'll give you a full report next time we speak. And speaking of speaking, uh-oh, oh, I oh, spit. Oh, and, then, and that's the one you hit, and it won't go off. <laughs> uh, so we'll speak with Laura. Uh, momentarily, because it's close to time to promote the vote. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, to, quickly, and then we'll get to comments and get to Laura. Uh, I'm going to be doing something today that I think it's safe to say I will be the only one of us that will be doing this. None of you are going to do what I'm going to do. Oh, is should you say this out loud? Yes. Okay. I am going to go and purchase rubber cement. <laughs> no. I'm not even going to ask what this is for. Well, you know what it's for. The one thing about <laughs> the one thing about building rockets is that it has taken me into the world of glue. Uh, you know, you start out like all we, kids. We played with wood glue. You glue wood together, glue paper together. Easy. Yellow glue, white glue, wood glue. And so then. Obviously, you move into plastic cement where you're going to be gluing one piece of plastic to another. That's different texture and a different glue, but still no big deal. Then when you get into the more advanced rockets, you buy what's called CA glue. CA glue is the equivalent of crazy glue. They started releasing it publicly. Mm -hmm. And then you started hearing the story, so-and-so glued his fingers together. So-and-so glued his eyelids together. Uh, CA glue is kind of dangerous. Oh, shit. I'm always nervous when I've got to use it because of two things. Once you open the glue and you apply it to the surface that you're going to glue something to, once the glue touches, you have 10 seconds to put the piece of plastic onto the glue. There is no chance to go back and move it because once the plastic touches the glue, it's set. It's done. You could break it off, but it's it's finished. It's over. And so now I've got to go get rubber cement today. Now. Why can't you just use that buffo glue you got there? Because you can't. Well, here's why. I'm going to be gluing a shroud, a paper shroud. It's a round cone a, a thing. And they explained, if I used wood glue, yellow glue, white glue, it doesn't 
fold. Yellow glue dries straight and hard. That's what she said. <laughs> and so it doesn't have that cone. Rubber cement is a 180 <laughs> Every of, time you say that, it makes me want to get it. It's a 180 of every other glue. Get this. You apply the rubber glue to the area that you're gluing and you let it dry. Rubber glue won't work until it's completely dry. Once it's dry, you then glue the pieces together and it sticks. However, if you don't like it, you can take it apart, reapply the rubber glue and do it again. So it's not like CA, it's not even like wood glue. It doesn't sound very... But it is. Okay. And it bends with the paper. Are you sure Home Depot carries that? And how much of this oh, yeah. shit are you gonna buy? One can, That's all. I don't need much. This would be one of the cheaper trips that I've ever, I've ever taken. You need to turn off your phone, bud. Uh, right. Speaking of phones, Mark and I got new phones. We did. We we got the uh, the newest one out there. Great pictures. Great pictures. No button. I was a little afraid of not having a button. I don't miss that button at all. <laughs> it's awesome. It is. It is pretty great. Money, yeah, it's going to cost you, but pretty fucking great. And I'm just happy that, you know, we're not those old people afraid to move on. We have moved on as long as there's a kid near to tell us what to do. And it was a Lenny. Look, Bullwinkle, a message in a bottle. Fan mail from some flounder? No, this is what I really call a message. And now, with comments here, Skeeter. Rob says, hi, Mark and Linda. Hope you had a great fourth with the fam. Mark just got done listening to the reunion show again. Good stuff. Mm. I remember driving a delivery truck listening to the show and you and Brian would do the fake orgasm contest. Being a newly married boy, did I get my deliveries done early that day? Didn't we all? Thanks for all the great radio. Love the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. Catherine says, greetings, Mark and Linda. I'm in the middle of catching up on your shows. I have one request. Could you please do a mashup of the relaxing sounds of your peer with Mark's snore fest from the night of Cher? <laughs> it would just be fantastic. All right, I'll work on that for you. Oh, you want it now? We're gonna do that fucker now. Oh, God. I'll work on that for you. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, well, why isn't it there? Let's try this. Uh, let me just get rid the of The RG in action. Uh, all right, here we go. There's that. Get rid of this and do this. Start again. <laughs> Now, the reason Linda calls it the share snore, she had gone to see share with a buddy and I was way in bed, out. And when she got home trying to go to sleep, she had to listen to this. So. Yeah. Aaron P says, usually listen to the show on my phone, but I took a walk today and was listening through the headphones. If you haven't heard Kokomo through headphones, you are missing out. Good Lord. It, I mean. 
Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna <laughs> take ya. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Jamaica, off the Florida Keys. I'm going to burn this. No, you're not. Robin Davis says, I love trying to guess the year along with Linda, but I am almost as bad as she is. That made me laugh. <laughs> well, you got five of them today. So I have a suggestion. Instead of guessing the year, how about guessing the decade? Well, but then it would be called Guess the Decade. Yeah, no. Just a thought, because I want us to win the game more often. No, it's not going to happen. Guess the year or get out. Uh, Wes says, loved your Levi's stub quick hit. Many years ago, we bought tickets to see an act at the Mid-State Fair that canceled their appearance at the last minute. We were offered front row seats for Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons as a replacement. Mm. The kicker was the Four Tops opened the show. Uh-oh. I've got to say, after watching them bring down the house, Frankie and the boys were rather anticlimactic. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. The opening act is better than the closer. Yes. Mike says, hey, Mark, just get a small drone for your duck problem. You can just sit outside and chase them off, and it won't hurt them, and you can have fun doing it. They are super easy to fly. Even a dumbass like you can do it. Mike, you're a dumbass because I'm not letting Mark near a drone, near my house, near my pool, near my ducks. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no. Then I'll be calling the man to replace a window. Dennis says, Mark, in response to your praise of Adam Adam Lambert and his success, God damn it. Start again. Yeah. Slow down. Dennis says, well, you told Laura we were going to call her at 830. We're going to call her, but there's no need to hurry. She'll wait. All right. Dennis says, Mark, in response to your praise of Adam Lambert and his success after American Idol, there have been other non-winners to become successful after their time on the show. Jennifer Hudson and Chris Daughtry for starters. I'm sure there are others. God. But those were my favorites. It's in your head now. <laughs> it is now. Oh, okay. And Michael says, Mark is wrong about the Prince CD. We also went to the Musicology Tour and received the CD. It did count and put Prince back in the top 10 after a decade of being gone. Okay. I stand corrected. And then Karen S. says, Madonna does not have problems selling out larger venues. Her last tour in 2015 grossed $169.8 million for seven months worth of shows. For this tour, she wanted to do something different and get closer to her audience. No. Granted, the new CD is not up to her old standards, which is sad, but that woman can still rock a crowd. I'm not saying she can't, but she can't fill arenas anymore. Woman. That's my opinion. Woman. It's just my opinion. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, Karen. And that's comments. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego. Baby, why don't we go? All right, so now. Ooh, we're going to hear it again. Yes. Aruba. Good morning, Laura. Now, 
Uh, we are right on the cusp of the voting of the Radio Hall of Fame. And, of course, Mark and Brian are contenders in that. And so today we begin the process of promote the vote uh, because uh, the voting begins next week. And so I don't know exactly how far Laura's going to get into this. By the way, uh, she'll say what she says today. But then on Monday, we're going to have a special, very short show with Laura to fully explain what you do and how you do it and what else you can do to help promote the vote. Laura, what do they need to know today? Today, what they need is a cell phone number that they can um, vote from and then also um, an email address. And um, on Monday, they'll be able to use both of those to vote. You can only vote once. Um, using each one of those. If you use the same phone number twice, it's disqualified and you just lost both votes. Oh, damn. So you need to make sure that you... Yeah, because <laughs> it's all run through a computer. So we have to be very careful about not being enthusiastic and voting twice on the same on the same number or email. So um, once the voting is completed and decisions are made, when will we, the audience and myself... <laughs> What date do we find out whether we are in or not in? Uh, August 5th. Wow. August that's, 5th. That's less so than I a month. So I won't be sleeping August 4th. Yeah, right. Could <laughs> <laughs> be staying up all night staring. So now, obviously, Laura, who is quarterbacked this entire campaign, has all kinds of plans and all kinds of things as to how to... Uh, try to put the best foot forward that can be put forward. Uh, we had a uh, conversation last night. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, and Laura's going to do what all the stuff she's going to do. But I do want to say once again, if you have friends or family members that used to listen to and enjoy Mark and Brian, let them know that this is happening and that they could help by voting um, I think that a person who enjoyed the Mark and Brian program um, is more apt to go, of course, let me write this down. What do I do? When do I do it? Uh, so if you do have friends and family members that were big Mark and Brian friends or just enjoyed what we did, let them know that this is happening um, and that they can help out by voting. And what would they be doing, Mark? Voting. Promote the no, vote. No, what's your slogan? Yeah, that's they your would slogan be, now. So, okay, wait. So last night we're they on the phone. Too. Well, wait. Uh, so Laura's on the phone, and I go, Laura, okay, this is why I'm the RG. Listen to this. I made this up myself. And then I go, we're going to promote the vote. Now, I thought I was going to get a giggle. Instead, from Laura, I hear this. <gasps> Ooh, I'm writing that down. Yes. But, honey, you didn't think that that was on Twitter earlier. I'm not on Twitter. I thought of this myself. I'm not taking credit for any shit on Twitter. I can't even spell Twitter. Good Lord. My God. So I so, made you a bumper sticker. Yeah, I saw it. Those look great. KLOS, it's a cool program. You can generate anything you want in your bumper sticker, so I'm using it. Um, so Monday begins the voting. And so we will give you full details as to exactly what to do. Again, today was just to basically... Remind everybody. No. 
Today oh. was to promote the vote. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Promote the vote. Right. And, and then Monday voting begins. So we will be back on Monday with a little bit uh, with full details as to exactly what you do and how you do it. There'll be a lot of uh, footage on the mnlstudios.com website as to what you do and how you do it. And maybe Laura's going to have videos and stuff for you stupid people to just like follow the Thank video. Thank God, because I need as that video. Listen- as one of your listeners said, told me, we are at the age of the geese <laughs> and therefore need help. Yes, <laughs> that is totally true. So I'm, I'm waiting for that video. We're going to have a video, we're going to have a little visual, and then if you want to pass out information to friends and you don't want to have to stand there and explain it, I'm also going to have a way for you to email me and I can send you a little paper that you can cut up and hand out little leave behind cards if uh, you want to expand your voting. Awesome. Well, today was really nothing more than letting you know, Laura wanted you to know that Monday is the day. Monday begins. Monday is the day. It's coming up. It's Monday. So, uh, And I'm going to add one more thing. Yep. If even if your person didn't listen to the show, if they like you, have them vote. Yes. Because there may be people that weren't around, didn't live here, didn't know about the show, but encourage them to vote. Love it. Because yeah. if they made you happy, yes. add in there. Yes. Yep. Uh, Laura, we will speak with you Monday. Yes, you will. Have a great weekend, everyone. Make sure your internet bills are paid, your phone <laughs> bills are paid. So Monday, you're ready to go. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Have a great weekend. You'll- Excuses that we aren't paid. Thank you, you too. Bye. <laughs> history. 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 That happened, and we all let it happen. We've all heard the stories of uh, where somebody was when they wrote a song. Somebody scribbled it on a diner tablecloth in three minutes, and it became one of the biggest songs of all time. Uh, Stairway to Heaven was written on a napkin. Was it? Yes, it was. Okay, so same thing. Yeah. I was really entertained by this one. Whipping Post was released on this day back in 1971. Greg Ullman, who wrote it, explains where he was and how he wrote it, and I was so entertained by this. Here's Greg Ullman. I wrote that song about five days after I got to Jacksonville. I wrote it on the ironing board cover. I couldn't find any paper. There was a baby asleep in the house, a real old house that my brother was staying with this girl in, so if I was to wake up the baby, it would have been my ass. I found a box of kitchen matches, and I'd strike one, and I'd strike another one and blow it out, and wrote it with charcoal. Caught mucho hell about her ironing board cover the next day. But it all came out from one string. And by sundown the next day, we rehearsed it and it was finished. He wrote it on an ironing board cover with the charcoal of burnt matches. Yeah. Wow. Rock and fucking roll, man. It was on this day back in 2011. Gilligan's Island and Brady Bunch creator Sherwood Schwartz dies at 94. Oh,
a three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough, the tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. The ship's aground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle, with Gilligan, the skipper too. A millionaire and his wife, the movie star, the professor and Mary Ann, here on Gilligan. It was on this day, 2001, Melissa Gilbert, who played Half Pint on Little House on the Prairie, announces her run for president of the Screen Actors Guild. After a very angry campaign and a closely disputed election, she defeats former Rhoda star Valerie Harper. Yep. Where were you on this day in 1996? Can tell you where Prince Charles and Princess Diana were. They weren't together. They agree to divorce Mm. on this day. It was on this day back in 1982. E.T., the extraterrestrial breaks all box office records by scoring $100 million in ticket sales in the first 31 days of release. Oh, no. Nowadays, all right, so that took a month, 31 days. Nowadays, movies break it in on Friday right. with $100 million. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 oh. It was on this day back in 19... Oh, I was supposed to play this. It was on this day back in 1979 at Comiskey Park in Chicago, an anti-disco radio promotion turns into a riot and causes the White Sox to forfeit the second game of their doubleheader. Oh. This is the extended dance version. Yeah, it is. I'm going to dump it. It was on this date, 1969. About half of the country's top 40 radio stations banned the Beatles song, The Ballad of John and Yoko, because of the lyrics, Christ, you know it ain't easy. Oh, my God. Standing in the dockets of Hampton, trying to get to Holland or France. The man in the man says you've got to go. Nineteen sixty nine, you can't say Christ. I told you guys I was on um, a local morning show. They're syndicated pretty big Ace and TJ, and I took a clip of the podcast, and the only thing in the clip well, I was listening to the clip being played. It was Linda, myself, and Katie. And Katie said the word sex. They bleeped it. Yeah. And I looked at him like, Are you fucking kidding me? Well, we're in the South, darling. 
All right. It was on this day, 1965. The Beach Boys record the song Sloop John B. for the Pet Sounds album. We come on the Sloop John B. My grandfather and me. Around Nassau town we did roam. 54 years ago today. Little game before we get into the big game. It was on this day in what year? Aww. It was on this day in what year? Etch a sketch goes on sale for the first time. Now, was it before or after you were born? No hints. Etch a sketch goes on sale for the first time. Just all right, nineteen sixty-one. Sixty. And here's the tie-breaking question for Penella with her magic etch a sketch and her <laughs> opponent Maximilian with his magnetic magnetics. Ready? Draw a bill, the biggest animal in the jungle. It's the elephant. They're both right. You know the thing with etch a sketch, it never looked like anything because you couldn't really draw curves. I mean, you could, but they sucked. It was just straight lines. I played with it for five minutes. Done. Yeah. For a creative, I was completely bored. Uh, all right, so real quickly, a little joke. This is a conversation between a dad and his son. The son says, Dad, why is my sister named Rose? Dad says, well, because your mother loves roses. Son goes, thanks, Dad. Father says, no problem, BJ. <laughs> That's from James in Seattle. Thank you, James. Now, I'll be honest. In fact, I'll give credit where credit's due. I took that from David Letterman. This, I took that. Uh, David Letterman would read his top 10 or a punchline or a joke, whatever the case was, and then he would take that blue postcard he had and throw it between the panes of the window behind him. Mm -hmm. He would fling it, and it would fly. Now inadvertently i'm copying him and i didn't mean to whenever i give the punchline, i rattle the paper i'll give it to you again thanks dad no problem bj well we won't be uh recycling that piece of paper that's going straight in the shredder all right linda oh god remember the year what year was it that this song was first released. Are you prepared for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, hang on. Okay, here we go. This is the end. This is the end of the innocence. All right, that was your big hit. Mm -hmm. Here is one of the big movies of that year. This year, the Cleveland Indians have a multi-talented team. The first offering just a bit outside Major League. And this was ripped from the headlines of said year. I am most pleased to introduce the man that I have selected to be the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Colin L. Powell. All right, Linda, what year was it? 1987. This is the end. 1980. This is the end. 
89. You can bitch all you want. It's wrong. I'm not bitching. Here we go. God damn it. Classic hit song from said year. Here is a movie from said year. I take it these killings are connected. You haven't much time. He brings violence and destruction. Live and let die. This is the part I like best. And this ripped from the headlines. They're three outs away. The Mets managed one more run, but were unable to overcome the A's losing 5-2 to two and giving Oakland its second consecutive World Series title. Now, see, that doesn't, those sports things do not help me. What year was it? Who's singing that song? The Rolling Stones. Okay, uh, okay so then it's going to be the 70s. <clears throat> oh, for one. 1976. It is 1973. Oh, for two. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get this one. Are you? Yeah. Do you remember the other night when I said I didn't even print this morning's what year is it because it was too obscure? Oh, is this it? Oh, it'd be funny if I knew this one. I came back in and printed it. All right, here we go. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah. Funny, right? (laughs) What year was this song a hit? What year was this movie a hit? Never ran on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And what year was this headline ripped from the pages? Only the handful of flights lasting more than six hours will allow cigarette smoking after today. Mm. All right, so this is the year that you couldn't smoke on an airplane. They started that. What year is it? All right, and it was Rod Stewart. It sure was. So okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the seventies. Good for you. And I'm gonna say 1978. It was 1990. Will I see you tonight. Really? It sure was. They were smoking on airplanes up until 1990. They were. Damn. Yep. Kind of crazy. You got two more. You're over three. Yeah. yeah. You ignorant whore. <laughs> ah. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. This song. Mm, No, nothing. Nothing. I was going to give you a hint, but I'm not. Okay. Uh, This song was a hit in this year. It was the heat of the moment. Telling me what I I don't even know who that is. Asia. Okay. Does that help you? Yes. All right. This movie was a hit in said year. There's a little place where people gather to enjoy the banquet of life. It's the diner. And what they really want most isn't on the menu. And here was ripped from the headlines. Montana looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. 
set candlestick. All right. What year was it? 1982. It was 1982. Yeah! Now, not to put pressure on it. There is no pressure. Kind of is. Because if you get this one, the last of the five, for the first time in your said history, you will go with two (laughs) correct guesses. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. You feel strong? No. All right. This song was taken from said year. That's you too. Good for you. Okay, just making sure. This was one of that year's top movies. Tom Selleck. Steve Gutenberg. Ted Danson. It's a baby. It's a baby. Of course it's a baby. It's your baby. Your turn to change it. Three men and a baby. Mm -hmm. And this was ripped from the headlines. Sims could no longer be described as the quarterback who would never lead his team to a championship. Now his title was Super Bowl MVP. Shit. What year is it for history? The day that you guessed not just one, but two correctly. What is the year? I want to go either late 80s or early 90s. So I'm just going to go... 1990. 1987. Damn it, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, well, you didn't. Because Joshua's tree was 1987. God damn it! Yeah, it's always, that's what I was gonna. Uh, That was my first thought, and then I went, no, because I couldn't remember three men and a baby. That's what I was gonna. It is. God damn it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm pissed Mm -hmm. off with myself. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it, shall we? We have for you now the top 10 wealthiest celebrities, the highest paid celebrities. Now, these are anybody, just not movie stars. Yes. Okay. That is correct. Okay. Number 10, and I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm at my age, 63. Some of these I've never even heard let's of. Let's see if I have. The club isn't the best place to find the Number 10. Canelo Alvarez, $94 million this year he made. I have no idea. Good. Number nine, with $95 million, Dr. Phil. Yeah. Wow. Would I do that kind of a television show where it's bordering on embarrassing for $95 million? <laughs> Yes, I would. <laughs> Number eight, at a hundred million, the Eagles. Number seven, at one hundred five million, Neymar. Neymar. Uh, I, I would have to see it because I don't know if you're pronouncing it correctly or not. Number six, I think he might be soccer. One hundred nine million, Cristiano Ronaldo. I think he's soccer. I have no idea. Number five, 
110 million goes to Carrot Top, Ed Sheeran. He's got a great song out now with Chris Stapleton and Bruno Mars. You and me are thrifty, so go you can eat the number four at 127 million. Lionel Messi. No idea. Good. The top three, I know. Number three at 150 million. Kanye West. You want to guess the top two? Um, I'm going to, is one of them Kylie Jenner? Number two at 170 fucking million dollars. Good on her. And I'm going to say the first one is going to be Taylor Swift. Number one, $185 million, Taylor Swift. Yep. She smells like you every day discovering something brand new. Well, I'm in love with your body. All right, so. Hollywood Hotel. Good evening. Just a moment, I'll connect you. Okay, I don't know anything about these uh, except one. And so I'll. Oh, 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 I can't wait to see. I want to see Stuber. All right, that's the first one up. Rotten Tomatoes gave it. Oh, and I don't even care if they gave it a bad one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 80. Rotten Tomatoes says it is rotten at 44%. But did you click on it to see other people's? I've got the other movies. I don't know who's in them or what they are. Okay. I've never heard of any of this. No, the guy told us to click on it and you could see better comments about it. I didn't. Mark doesn't click, I guess. I didn't have time. Okay. I have shit to do. You've only got two. You've only had two weeks. Uh, Oh, I saw the trailer for this. Uh, It looks like they have a bad storm. And people are, their houses are flooded, and Ooh. in the houses are gators. Yes, and yes. Uh, the movie is called Crawl. Okay, so I'll give that a 40. 91%. Oh, no. Yeah. See, you'll probably like that a lot better than the two that you saw. I won't go to the theater because there's no need, but I will enjoy that on an airplane. Uh, okay, out today, The Farewell. Hmm, don't even know what that is. Um, so let's just give that an 80. Should have given it 100. Do you know who's in there? Bunch of women. <laughs> That's all I see is women. You don't know their faces? Well, it's in small print. Okay. Next, The Art of Self-Defense. 50. 88. Mm. Ray and Liz. Oh, that sounds like a 95. 94. Mm. Sword of Trust. Mm, 40. 96. Oh, shit. Firecrackers. 30. 94. Fuck. Rojo. 30. 92. Give me that. Let me see who's all in these movies I've never even fucking heard of. Give me that. <laughs> huh, I'm going to have to look these up. You certainly are. Now, a lot of those are going to be in small. Oh, The Farewell. That's a bunch of older, old. Oh, that's like Farewell to Life. Is that the women? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Uh, here we go. According to a new survey from LinkedIn, the more money you make, 
the harder it is to detach from work, especially if you're on vacation. We know this is true. While on vacation, 83% of workers who make between 160,000 and 180,000 stepped away from the fun more than once to receive a phone call or take an email. That number jumped to 92% for those making 180 to $200,000. For 200 grand, I'm not even getting out of my chair. (laughs) And then lastly, on the other hand, 61% of people earning under $25,000 say, I love this, they have never had to step away for a phone call or an email while on vacation. Yeah, because those are the people that are stressed and need the vacation, right? The ones making under 25? No, they have no responsibilities whatsoever. You don't know that. See, to me, they do have responsibilities and they're making little pay. So they need the vacation. So this is just bogus. You no, know what? No, that just you, pissed you, me you, off. No, you misunderstood. You talk, you ta- you, you the rich people going on vacation can't break away from it. No. But okay. the ones that do okay. need the right. vacation. You, you weren't listening. The people that are making a lot of money had to step away for emails and phone calls. Right. The people making under 25 did not step away for phone calls or emails because they don't have any. Because they need their vacation. No, yeah. because they're not, they have bullshit jobs. Okay. You didn't take it that way? No. I did. Okay. Here, take that with you. Study it. Take this with you. <laughs> now, wait. You, you're flipping off the messenger. Yeah. I didn't write that okay. or conduct the survey. All right. All right. Uh, how long, speaking of vacation, is the ideal vacation? According to a new survey. I'm going to say... Five days. According to this, 13 days. Oh, that's too long. I agree. Yeah. 10 days is not long enough. 14 days is a tad too long for the respondents of this survey. And this blew me away. Wednesday night in New York, I'm sorry, in York, Pennsylvania, A computerized radar system made calls on balls and strikes during a live game for the first time in pro baseball history. The Atlantic League, which is an independent baseball league, but it is pro, debuted the automated ball strike system, which featured a baseball official watching a screen for ball strike calls and then relaying that call back to the home plate umpire through an earpiece. The goal, of course, is to create a consistent strike zone both for the batter and the pitcher and hopefully speed up the pace of play as managers and batters no longer need to argue balls and strikes. Oh. Well, I got to tell you, it's not going to matter whether it's a human or a robot. People are going to argue balls and strikes forever. And that's just what it is. Well, it's kind of fun having the ump there. Yeah, uh, but 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 again, they can say, "Well, the computer robot is perfect." It doesn't matter. Baseball fans are always going to argue that point. Mm, there could have been a glitch. There could have been. Yeah, and that'll be part of their argument. The color wheel. Yeah, all the party I look so. Three-piecer on the pot. 
Researchers. <laughs> <coughs> Wait, three piecers? Th- the three stories on pot. Oh, three piecer. Okay. Researchers at East Carolina University have concluded that smoking weed makes sex better. Not only does it increase desire, it also increases functioning between the sheets and satisfaction during the romp. Oh, okay. This is supposedly true both men and women, and age doesn't matter, mm. as the study subjects were as young as 18, as old as 85. Damn. I can remember back in my single pot days when romping was in, uh, in the future, I would hit that bong every time. And it was awesome. You just kind of float into it. It was great. Continuing, according to a new survey of medical marijuana users in Colorado, weed is more effective as uh, common painkillers. 65% of marijuana users said they light up for pain management. Yeah. And 80% of those smokers say that it is extremely helpful in pain management. And then in the duh category, I love this. Somebody spent money and did a survey. A study found that people who live in states where recreational marijuana is legal, those people eat more ice cream, (laughs) cookies, and potato chips. Duh. All right, so let's take a look at the... Gen Zers, the Gen Zs are people in the ages of between 13 and 21. So they are the generation after the millennials? Yeah. Okay. Gen Z is over. A survey of young Americans between 13 and 21 found that 30% said they do not use Facebook anymore. This is true. 21% said they no longer use Twitter, and 20% of respondents said they have abandoned completely Instagram. Yeah, they're all on Snapchat. That's the that's the one app I couldn't get back on my phone. I didn't never I never used it anyway, but I couldn't remember my username or my password. Well, see, you're loving the Instagram. I love Instagram. That's the one that gives you 10 that's, seconds? That's the one where you and I are on the relax pier every night. Wow. But you get a certain amount of time. Get, yeah. And then it disappears after In a while? 24 hours. Or they say it does. Huh. There's no telling where it really goes. Can you hear Red sleeping? Red had a good time with everybody here. Oh, he did. Especially with Amy and Bradley here. Not so much Luna. But she didn't bother him as much this time. No, she's learned not to just go near the um, crabby old man. And I'm not talking about Mark. <laughs> Ooh, <clears throat> I found out last night. We had dinner early because Linda was famished. I was starving. So I walked red at 6.15 p.m. No, no, no. Everybody was out. And do you know what it's like? Because it becomes a social thing. So you're out, you're trying to get your dog to, not even trying, you're praying for your dog to take a shit and they won't because you're stopping down and socializing with people. (laughs) What dog is gonna take a shit in the middle of that? (laughs) And I wish somebody would tell my neighbors. Well, usually we walk later than that, so. Right, like seven or whatever. Yeah. Last night, 6.50, don't see me. I'm not here, Red's not here. 
Don't talk. Don't stop. According to a new study, your political beliefs influence the TV shows you watch. For example, conservatives enjoy shows on the History Channel. Oh. And their favorite show for conservatives is NCIS. Hmm. While liberals watch Modern Family and The Big Bang Theory. And those in the middle gravitate to stuff like The Voice and Dancing with the Stars. Oh, alrighty then. I liked all those shows except for that scary one. The CSI something. NC, well, those are not scary. NC, Nothing on network is scary. Well, that kind of, it's, it's, well, it's disturbing to me, so I don't watch those shows. What can I say? <laughs> well, this is why Linda's not in the theater watching the movies that I watch. Oh, no, no, no. Because, see, NCIS disturbs her. <laughs> uh, well, isn't it about murder and death, and don't they show bodies, and, well, the, and it, they talk about the way people were killed, and I don't really need to know not all a that. Lot. It's I, network. I, I'll watch Dancing with the Stars. It's network. It, they, they can't go where, where people go. Okay, question. Have you ever fallen asleep in a public place no i have and several rem- times and well this one you'll remember uh there was a period of time in the middle 90s i was not sleeping well um we were at the doctor for one of linda's uh cancer doctor appointments no this was prenatal i was pregnant with katie Really? Yeah. So this was prior to the middle 90s. It was, well, she was born in 93. So 92. 92 was your exhausting year. Okay, that would fit. And I just wasn't, so I'm sitting in this waiting room at three in the afternoon and Linda was in there. And for whatever reason, I, you know, that's, I mean, who's going to purposely fall asleep in a doctor's waiting room? This was one of those where I wasn't aware that I had fallen asleep. First thing I know is Linda's waking me up. I was asleep in the sitting room surrounded by people. Snoring. And then there was the time you fell asleep at the movie when you went to take Katie to see the Hulk. Oh my God, y'all. This She was young. She was eight. Ten. Whatever. And I wanted to go see the Hulk. And this again was during that time. And... What was it? You <laughs> Well, something made me fall asleep. Well, because Katie, you know, Katie, when we went to the doctor, Katie wasn't born, so it couldn't have been the same time. Well, so 10 years from that. Katie didn't want to go, but I talked her into it. So we go see the Hulk, which we get in there, and it was the loudest movie I've ever been in. And there was something about the CG or the popcorn or whatever it was. Now, poor Katie... Didn't want to go, and now she's <laughs> sitting next to me. I fell out. I'm asleep. And this poor girl is stuck sitting, um, watching a movie that she didn't want to go to to begin with, and she has bitched about it to this fucking day. As she should. Good Lord. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here are the top 10 cities with the worst drivers. Let me let me guess. Let me guess some. All right. I'm going to first off top I'm going to say Boston. 
Number three. And guys, Matt lived in Boston for two years and we would visit. I have come close to being hit by a car twice in Boston because they don't care. They don't care here either. They would, they'd rather run over you than stop. I've never experienced anything like Boston, though. Uh, okay, so next one I'm going to say New York City. Uh, not on the list. Hmm. Los Angeles? Number six. Oh, I know. No, that's the state. <laughs> I wish you'd said Well, it. I was going to say Washington, D.C. Well, that's actually not a state. It's not? No. D.C. is not a state. It's a, what do you call district it? District of Columbia. Well, that's what it is, but it's, so it's a district. Number two. Oh, okay. Um, think, Linda, think, think, think Well, think. I'll give you a hint. Number one, even though technically it's not, it's kind of tied in to number two, Washington, D.C., to a degree. What the fuck are you saying? You've been to this state. We didn't really have problems. You may give it to you? Yeah. Baltimore, Maryland. It's up there in that Washington, D.C. Oh, I was about to say, I've never been to Baltimore. Who the you, hell are you taking to Baltimore? But you've been to Maryland. I have. So number one, Baltimore, Maryland. Um. The rest are boring. Okay, I'll give tell, them to you. tell me. Uh, number 10, Oakland, California. Number nine, Alexandria, Virginia. Number eight, Providence, Rhode Island, which I I was there for a week. I don't remember any traffic problems. Seven, Springfield, Massachusetts. Hmm. As we said, LA, number six. Number five, Glendale, California. Oh. And the number four is probably tied into Boston, Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester? Worcester. Worcester? Okay, Worcester. Worcester? Yes. Worcester. 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 God. Worcester. Well, the more you say it, the, the weirder the it gets. The funnier it gets. <laughs> say it one more time. Worcester. <laughs> yeah, we could just get stoned and do that all day long, and it would be the funniest shit we ever sat through. <laughs> A new study has found that more and more people are accessing the internet on their phones and not on their computers. By the way, landlines are basically disappearing. That's what you told us last time. Let me just put that away. Oh. According to a new study, men are overworking themselves so much that it is leading to a big time health problem and early death. Oh. Researchers found that 80% of guys are stressed on the job. That stress is leading them to lose sleep, skip their breaks, and eat a lot of junk food because it's easy. Mm -hmm. And once men are in this pattern, the health problems stack up, including type two diabetes, heart disease, obesity, depression, low testosterone. Yep. Um, I'm only guessing because I'm not in the workforce, but I think now more than ever, there is a pressure to keep your job with inflation, the lack of jobs, the lack of good jobs. Because I, I give you an example, when I was coming up the, the ladder of radio, I wasn't overly concerned about it because if I got fired for whatever reason, 
or decided to quit, I could find another job within a week. That's not the case for a lot of people. Right. There's just not a ton of jobs and I think that turns into stress. I have to keep this job. I have a mortgage, I have kids, I have a spouse, I have to keep this job. Uh, and that's too bad. That's just too bad. Um, Mystery wants to know what economy you're talking about. Ours? Which economy are you talking about? America's? I don't understand it. I don't understand that question either. Well, she's it, being stupid. Don't be stupid. Well, there's the national economy. There's the worldwide economy. You know, you know. Just according to the stock market, we're above twenty-seven thousand, so that's pretty healthy. However, the jobs are not what they were back in the day. This, that's what he said. He just said he hasn't been watching job numbers. Well, nor have I. But from what I hear, the uh, see we're getting into things I don't know anything about. But I do know the unemployment rate is lower apparently, mm -hmm. according to what I'm told in here, than it's been in a very, very long time. And I've said, you know, I've heard people go, well, I can't get a job. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I could go out today, today, this afternoon and get a job. At Home Depot until you tried to fix something and then they'd fire you. Here's my problem. <laughs> I would have to wear the orange vest mm -hmm. and that means I have to know where everything is. But it, that, you could learn that in no time. But you wouldn't know what half of it was. Well, no. All right, you can't work there. Yeah. Yeah, no, you'd be better off at Bed Bath & Beyond. No, you'd be great at, at, at Bath & Body Works. No. With all the lotions and the candles. <laughs> Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'd be 8,000 oh, pounds. No. no. I, I bet you'd be grossed out by all that. That's what they say. Because I've talked to people who like worked in donut shops and ice cream, and they said that after, yeah, sure, it's fun the first day, but after a while, you're kind of grossed out by it. Yeah. So, okay. Question. Have you ever successfully broken a bad habit? Well, yeah. I, I quit biting my fingernails a long time ago, mm. and I quit smoking. Fingernails, nails or cuticles? Fingernails. I've gotten pretty good on but the But that cuticle. was a long time ago. That was That's when I was 18. And then I quit smoking. I quit smoking cigarettes, which is, you know, if you buy into what they say, and I currently, I do. Because when I smoked cigarettes, it was a craving. It was, I need that cigarette. Cigars, because they say, and I again, personally believe it, that the cigarette companies put stuff inside that cigarette that make you crave it. Drugs, things make you crave it. So it's craving. Cigars, I enjoy them, but I'm not craving it. The cigarette was a need. And it took me forever to quit. I should write a book because I can, I can teach you how to quit, guaranteed. Sorry, I didn't mean to be giggling, but um, Mystery in the chat said, you could be a Walmart greeter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, I, can I, say, I can see you and Red standing there now with you and your old rickety selves greeting everybody. Well, if Red's there, I can do anything. But greeting at Walmart, I would freak out. <laughs> 
I mean, people coming in there, it just, I would freak out. You're, Jesus Christ, woman, you're in public. And you're wearing that shit? No, you can't come in. Get out. Go to Target. Yeah, it, it wouldn't go well. And I woke right up with that one. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, where was I going? Down in Florida. A Buffalo, New York woman is in a Florida jail on grand theft charges after, get this, after she tipped a waitress $5,000 using her boyfriend's credit card. Cops say 24-year-old Serena Wolf was vacationing in Florida with her boyfriend, Michael, when they got into a fight. Oh. She threatened to use Crane's credit card to purchase an earlier flight home, but put a hold on the card so she wouldn't be able to do that. After they calmed down, Crane lifted the hold. She snagged the card, used it at a local restaurant to pay for a $55 meal. Oh, and here's a $5,000 tip. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. She's not laughing. (laughs) When Crane saw the charge, he contacted the credit card company to report it as fraudulent and mentioned that his girlfriend may have been drunk or just trying to get back at him. The cops didn't find it funny. They arrested her for grand theft. Well, yeah, you can't do that. You've got to quit doing that. I cannot recycle those papers if there's wrinkles in them. They will get stuck in the printer. You're like a five-year-old. It used to be when I was a kid, you know, the mom, it actually happened. The mom would say, go home. And I would say, I don't have to go home. I mean, I'll leave here, but I don't have to go home. I can go anywhere I want. I'll leave your yard, but I'm doing, I'm not going, I don't have to go home. I'm not going to go home just because you said. Because you were barefooted. No, I was cussing in her yard. Ah. And I was four. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was five. All right. We're still in Florida. A Florida man threw decency out the window this past week after checking into a Massachusetts motel and changing the view in a big way. He stripped naked and began jerking off in front of a large picture window. Oh, my. Travis (laughs) refused to open the door when cops knocked in response to numerous complaints about him standing right in front of the window and committing the act. Cops eventually had to break down the door (laughs) and use a taser on the 30. On the 30-year-old who insisted, I was simply lying in bed enjoying my own company before accusing the witnesses of peeping in my room. Mm-hmm. He's in court July 31st. Uh, he was probably drunk. Well, they said he was standing right in front of the window jerking off. <laughs> and we're still in Florida. Florida man took whatever floats your boat a little too far this past week when he stole dozens of pool floats because he is romantically aroused by oh, the idea. God. Oh, yeah. Christopher Monin was detained by Palm Beach police in the wee hours Thursday morning after he was spotted, quote, acting suspiciously in a residential area. The 35-year-old was lurking in the yard of a home carrying a white trash bag holding two pool floats. And when pressed, he took officers to a storage area (laughs) where he had stashed more than 70 other pool floats. He told them that he sexually gratifies himself with the pool floats. 
All right, then. All righty, then. Happy Freckling. Hmm. You know what that is? I don't remember. It's a new name for the good old summer fling. Oh, that's right. The summer sun causes freckles, which fade in the fall. That's why freckling is the name given for those intense but short-lived summer romances that end just before the holiday. Cuffing season begins in the fall. And it doesn't say what cuffing season. Is that when you get up? Baby, we've already talked about all of these. And why can't you or I remember it? I don't know. We've talked about cuffing before. What the fuck is cuffing? I don't know. It sounds to me like you've cuffed somebody. They're, oh, yeah, probably. You're in a relationship. And, oh, I've got a sound for this. Where is it? Hotels.com is hiring. Get this. Hey, a job for you. Focus. Pool hop. This lucky individual will get to travel all across the country researching the most epic hotel pools. Hmm? The company describes the job. The job is simple. Travel to six incredible hotel properties, sip on fruity drinks, snap photos, report back to rewardlovinghotels.com. In case we weren't clear, lounge by the pool, document the experience, get a paycheck. Mm. Uh, the company is paying 10 grand for this summer dream job, which takes you to uh, New York, Hawaii. You've gotta be 21 or older and be able to jet around the country for two weeks in August. You have until July, no, I'm sorry, June, oh, it's too late, June 25th to apply. Okay, cuffing. During the fall and winter months, people who would normally rather be single find themselves along with the rest of the world desiring to be cuffed or tied down by a serious relationship. The cold weather and prolonged indoor activity causes singles to become lonely and desperate to be cuffed. Just what I thought. Yeah, maybe we can remember it this time. Are you and I cuffed? For fucking 37 years. When is our season going to be over? It's coming off kind of negative, what we, you're saying. We couldn't remember how long we were married. We'd had, we had to do the math the other day. Because remember, there were two years where I thought we had been married for 32 years, so that kind of fucked me up. But our 37th anniversary is coming up next month. Are you sure? I'm positive. Wow. <sighs> All right. Let me get there. Let me get there and just go here. in the birthday world All right. chicken. On 7-1, John K. turned 56. Uh, by the way, it's just so funny to me. We'll be sitting at lunch or whatever, and this is early in the week, and Linda will just, out of the blue, after we're just sitting in silence, go, I have got to go check my chickens. Well, I do, because if they, they'll add up, and then it's a lot. Crazy. Yeah. Chicken pressure. Yeah. Also on 7-1, um, Ryan turned 29. God. 7-4, Mark Barrett turned 50. 710 Stalker Kirk's wife Tracy turned 50. Mm. 711 Craig S turned 51. <clears throat> 712, which is today, Karen S is turning 47. And Zach, who grew up listening to Mark and Brian, is 33. On 715, Lisa Parrish will be 51. 
she and her husband Jane are also celebrating like their 30th wedding anniversary, I think, mm. this month. Mm. Amateurs. Yeah. Yeah. On, and on 716, Tom will be 60. Not a one of them's older than you, baby. I sit here and I'm embarrassed to say it, but I, I don't even hear. All I'm listening for is the age to see if there's somebody older than me. Nope, not this week or two weeks. <sighs> All right. Do you need it paused? Yes. Fucking pussy. Here we go. John, Ryan, Mark, Tracy, Craig, Karen, Zach, Lisa, and Tom. All right, so on Monday, we will have a very short uh, little report on Promote the Vote. Laura will join us to give you detailed instructions as to how you can vote to get Mark and Brian into the Radio Hall of Fame. God, I hope it happens. God, I hope it happens. <laughs> you know, I never knew I wanted anything so badly. Oh, I, I knew. Until this started. And now it's like, God damn it. Um, what else? Oh, yesterday we had a grill. A grill needs to be repaired. It's not working. The guy comes. I had to babysit him. Five hours. He didn't know what he was doing. Five hours. He had to call in reinforcement and they fixed it. Um, and if they want to follow you at Lake Norman Linda, it's that simple. It's that simple. All right. All of you go have yourself a fantastic weekend. We will check you back Monday as we promote the vote. Bye y'all. I wrote that song about five days after I got to Jacksonville. I wrote it on the ironing board cover. I couldn't find any paper. There was a baby asleep in the house, a real old house that my brother was staying with this girl in. So if I was to wake up the baby, it'd have been my ass. I found a box of kitchen matches and I'd strike one and I'd strike another one and blow it out and wrote it with charcoal. Caught mucho hell about her ironing board cover the next day. But it all came out from one string. And by sundown the next day, we rehearsed it and it was finished. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip That started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour A three-hour tour The weather started getting rough, the tiny ship was tossed if not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. The ships aground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle. With Gilligan, the skipper too. The millionaire and his wife. The movie star, the professor and Mary Ann. Here on Gilligan's